The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. people last night tried to clown Tom Brady for having a so-called senior moment. I mean, I'm two years younger than Tom Brady. I'm having a lot of those myself. Michael, you're 10 years older than me, so I know you know all about senior moments. But okay. honestly, all right. I, don't oh, think a, getting a, I don't think it was a senior moment. We're getting the jokes off on a Friday. Getting them no, off. Not, not even. First not minute. Even. It's not even. Like, you know, I don't think it's a, a senior moment that he appeared to uh, forget that it was uh, fourth down on that final incompletion as opposed to third down. I think it's just 2020, man. 2020 getting all of us. I don't know about you. I can't tell what damn day it is at the time. They all run together. You know, it, it's always just one long day. People are like, what you doing tomorrow? I'm like, what's tomorrow? I, it's, who knows? You know, it's just it's just day and night. That's all I know is, is the sun's up and the sun's down. That's right. So if you're Tom Brady, you know, I mean, listen, the man's got... 59 game-winning drives in the fourth quarter of overtime in, in his career, most since the merger. He's a lot of brain cramp every now and then, right? You know? Man, what happened there? There it is. <laughs> I love that picture. That, that's fourth? That's what? That's fourth down. No, Look, is, Mike, he lost. Down. No, this is fourth down, right? This is fourth down right now, right? He yeah. lost track of the downs. He lost track of the downs. Clearly. And we've, and we've seen quarterbacks whether they're Tom Brady's age or 10 years younger or 20 years younger, do, do the same thing. Just uh, and look at that. There it is. I love that. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith in that situation. <laughs> he forgot it, remember? Remember? First, so, first um, and only time that Tom Brady and J.R. Smith will be mentioned in the same paragraph. But, yeah, and I, I like the uh, I like to, baby Tom Brady being carried by Nick Foles, who's not a good quarterback, by the way. He's not, but... Uh, the Bears won his first uh, his first uh, game because he started last week and did not look great against the Colts. But he looked okay last night. In the first uh, first half, I was talking to you watching, and I was man, like, I was saying Nick Foles is just not good. Missed a wide open receiver on the right be. side, could have been a touchdown. And and so they came back. They were down 13 zip, and they came back and uh, and fought their way to a, to a one point victory. But you know we've seen Tom Brady mess up before. Like why? Every time he messes up, Mike, we're gonna start start saying, "Okay, this is it. This is it." He threw an interception, threw three interceptions. Uh, forgot, I lost track of the downs. It's all over for Tom Brady. Is that what we're doing now? Which he clearly did, right? I mean, Bruce Arians yeah. said, "Like, oh you know, yeah, we all knew what no down question. it was." Like, clearly, he. I mean, okay, I, I'm not sure why Bruce Arians, especially given how matter of fact and how frank and how 100 he kept it at the beginning of the season about Tom Brady, he is. Not afraid to criticize Tom Brady. I got a hard time figuring out why Bruce Arians would try to act like we didn't see Tom Brady hold four fingers up. It wasn't the fourth quarter. It wasn't the start of the fourth quarter. Like, why would he hold four fingers up, uh, you know, after, you know, that last incompletion if he, if he weren't thinking it was, you know, he still had a down to play with. So, I mean, we, we knew. He would have never, you know, uh, gone 
you know, beyond the sticks the way that he did had he known the situation. But for, I think I think Tom Brady gets a pass here. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he's done this for t- for too long at too high of a level, and he's it, he's earned too much respect in these situations, in these critical situations, for us to sit here, uh, you know, and spend the day either talking about how this is the the beginning of his decline because you know the first thing to go is your memory, and trust me, right. you know my memory has always been bad. I can't remember Jack. So I know the first thing to go is your memory. I think Tom Brady has earned the benefit of the doubt when it comes to this. This is not a pattern, uh, but an aberration. Who, who knows? Look, maybe they changed the down marker. I don't know. Maybe they changed the down marker and it's nah, dead third he down. Just, he lost track. No, no, I'm saying. I'm, I, no, he, he definitely lost track. lost track, but I'm wondering if there was something that he saw that made him think it was still it was still third down. I don't know. Not trying to make excuses, but nonetheless, I give him a pass because he's passed these tests more often than not. A couple things. One, as I said to you yesterday, it's still freaking weird to see him in that helmet. I mean, Tom Brady, yeah. Tom Brady yeah. played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's just tripped out yeah. to me. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. crazy. It's like a, it's like a the other crazy universe. And like, the other it's like crazy in the multiverse thing is, or something. Right. And the other crazy thing is, uh, you know, he had, they had a chance. They were changing up their uniforms for the 2020 season. Why they didn't go back to the original Buccaneers uniforms with some kind of twist on them is beyond me. That uniform is dope. I don't care what anybody says. That is a great helmet, great uni, good color scheme. But the other thing is, in all seriousness, they are a weird team, aren't they? Tampa. I can't figure out their team. I feel like they should be, I feel like they should be a lot better than they are. They definitely blew this game last night. I think they were on their way to a yeah. blowout. And Yo, for this game to turn, they had a they had a turnover where, where uh, Vaughn uh, Devon just catches a pass and just it gets leveled, clean hit. They initially threw a yeah. flag and picked the flag up because I think it was Kyle Fuller with the hit. Nothing illegal about it. You know, first they thought it was helmet to helmet, hits him right here, uh, right in the chest, right in the chest, just below the shoulders, pops the ball loose, and they turn around and get a touchdown on that. That was just a yeah. weird – it was a weird half, a weird 11, game. 11 penalties. Um, I can't no, figure them out. And listen, lost, lost Vita Vea to an ankle injury. I, you know, yeah. listen, Michael, to be honest with you, man, you say you can't figure them out. Who can you figure out right now? Typically, it's like the first month of the season, you know, yeah. first quarter of the season, as coaches like to say. It's like, oh, you know, who's for real, who's not? We have we have that conversation. Who do you believe in at this point, bro? I don't know how many how how much you could actually take away or how much credibility you could put in anything that anybody's done through four weeks of this season. Now there are certain well, teams mean, who you figure will yeah. But, no, and here's what I mean. I, I mean for the most part, there are certain teams who you know will be there at the end based on their track record, based on their continuity from last season to this one. So obviously the Chiefs are legit because they're they're the champs. They got Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, you can count on Green Bay because of Rodgers. You can count on Seattle because of Russell Wilson and so on and so forth. They're they're a team that you just know that they're legit. But for the most part, like, talk about the the Bears are 4-1. They've had three come-from-behind victories from double-digit deficits. Are the Bears legit? And two quarterbacks, exactly. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, are the Bears actual contenders? I mean, with the expanded playoff field, you you think they got a good shot of making the playoffs, but – are they going to be around, or, or, or are they going to regress to be 6-10 and 10 by the end of the season? You know, there's Definitely so many not teams. Yeah. Okay, there's, but there's so many teams you just don't know whether to believe in them based on the craziest of seasons, which we'll get to the, to the COVID craziness in a second. But this, this year and this offseason is just so wacky. Like, I, I don't know what to believe. 
Yeah, that, that's a good point, Mike. And I do want to talk about that, which you, you kind of touched on a little bit, that, that uh, COVID thing and how everything is going crazy off of that. But I, I think one thing with Tampa, I just want to uh, – one more note on them. Yeah. Part of their problem, I'm thinking, is you can't move into somebody's house and expect it to be both of your houses. Okay, you, you can't. You can't do it. It doesn't. It does not work. It doesn't work. Okay. I, I'll take you back to dating. All right, go back to dating. I don't remember that. If you moved, you moved into your your girlfriend's place. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like it was your place? Uh, no, I wasn't paying. Because you actually did. You actually actually no, I did pay rent. No, I did. No, I take that back. I did pay rent. I paid the rent. Yes, I did. When we were yeah. shacking up, I did pay the rent. Yes. I and did. you felt like when you when you were shacking up, you felt like it was your place. But it still wasn't mine, though. Actually, it was my father-in-law's. That's why okay, it wasn't that's mine. That's even better. My father-in-law's. So, yeah, exactly. I was I was paying the rent, but yeah, I didn't I didn't right. own that sucker. So we had to go buy. Yes, absolutely, no question. See, that's what they got to do. Like I, I feel like Tampa, what they're trying to do, and this sounds good. Are you, are you saying good. that Brady has a toothbrush? He has a toothbrush and a key to Bruce Arians' crib. Is that what we're getting at? You know, <laughs> you know, you know, it's your place. You really start to feel comfortable. Somebody says, hey, hey, move into my place. You know, bring your stuff. And hey, come on, man. Like, your, yeah. your, your home is my home. You know? Yeah. Just make yourself comfortable. Yeah. But see if they give you the side aisle, you just go into the refrigerator anytime you want. You know, you just mm-hmm. kind of go in there. Like, say, everybody just can't go in and, and open your refrigerator. Like, wait a minute. You, you're being polite when people come over the house and, hey, what do you hey, need? Hey, Michael. make yourself comfortable. They go open the refrigerator Don't, like, hey, what, what, what you doing? Don't lose your train of thought. Don't lose your train of thought. I know you go back. We'll get back to Tampa in a second. Let me tell you something, dude. I tell my kids that this ain't their house. I tell them that every day. I'm like, you, I'm like, you live here because I'm right. letting you live here. My daughter, right. man, my oldest daughter, Savannah, her room is a mess all the time. Her bathroom is just awful. She's like, Dad, why do you care what my room looks like? It's my room. I'm like, yeah, oh, but it's oh. my house. Ooh. And unless and right. until you have your own house, I want my stuff clean. I, I don't say stuff. I'm like, I want this sucker clean, okay? That's I'm right. You don't, you don't say sucker I'm not, I'm not a military person, but I'm inspected like a military, like a drill sergeant. You need to clean up my house as long as you live in it. You could be trifling somewhere else. Sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, Michael. Go ahead. I just had to get no, that out. I, go ahead. Go, go, and go. I'm not going <laughs> to lose my train of thought, but just a uh-huh. little uh, a, a little interjection on that when you talk about uh, inspection. Yeah. New coach of the uh, Houston Texans, interim coach, Romeo Cornell, did grow up yeah. in a military family. And he yeah. said his father used to come home with white gloves on. And we doing the inspection <laughs> when yes. they did their chores and, and you gotta pass the white glove test. And that's that's serious. I, 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 I don't felt, even need that. Just why would you and, leave and, your room in the morning without right. making up your bed is my thing. Just make up your bed before right. you leave the room. If you know, if you know that exactly. I'm gonna walk past it and I'm gonna chew you out, just make up your bed. I'm sorry. I, I make, your bed, make up your bed, just throw something over. Yeah. But I would say with Tom Brady, it sounds good, right? It sounds good. And they say, well, and I heard Troy Aikman say, uh, say this, some version of this last night. Hey, they've taken a little of Tom Brady, New England, take uh, some Bruce Arians. They've kind of <laughs> melded this thing together. And that's yeah, what it is. No, that's not going to work. Now, I know he's having a, his season looks pretty good. His, his numbers are, are better. His completion percentage right now is higher than his career completion percentage. He's above those numbers. Uh, he's doing pretty well. But I think, you know, for Tom Brady, you just got to, guys like that, just let them bring their own. Let me bring my whole system in. 
I got to bring my whole system. I can't be merging let him, with just let him redecorate. You have to let him redecorate. Otherwise, otherwise, that, that's why I think it feels so strange um, hmm. with, with Tampa. And, I, and, and here's the other weird thing to see Tom Brady looking at the uh, wristband. <laughs> mm-hmm. That yeah. just tells you that the whole thing is not his. That's part of the problem. I think I think that team could be unlocked and go on a pretty good run if they just let him run the operation. Make make him one of those okay. old school, you know, those old school quarterbacks in the seventies. They called their own plays. Pretty much, Johnny, you know I know that's not gonna. I know that's not gonna happen. But you gotta you gotta make him the de facto offensive coordinator and let him uh, do his thing. Okay. Um... I'm going to call the next play because we talked about this COVID craziness. So I'm going to try to recap today, just today, just today. All right. This is the NFL's new normal. All right. So the Jets, that's where I was going, guys. Thank you. Uh, presumptive positive. So the Cardinals who are traveling east to play the Jets are, they're basically their game is TBD because the Jets all got sent home because of presumptive positive. So everybody go home. That's the Jets. Yep. Yep. Tennessee is be is playing Buffalo Tuesday. Tuesday. Somebody said Tuesday. Buffalo. Somebody said Tuesday. Okay. Uh, assuming that they have no new positive tests. Okay, because today, first time in a while, no positive tests um, after twenty-two tested positive in that organization. Patriots. They got the Broncos Monday, 5 p.m. Eastern. Nice. Okay. 5 p.m. Eastern. Watch Brother from Another, then watch the Patriots and Broncos. Look at that. Exactly. Right. right. We're we're perfect lead in. Okay. Um, And am I missing anybody else? Oh, uh, now the Thursday night game from that was supposed to be Bill's Chiefs is now Sunday. Yeah, exactly. That's now Sunday. I mean, that's this is this right. is very 2020. I mean, so none of us have a routine anymore. You know, none of us can make plans anymore. This entire season is TBD. People always like to throw around, hey, we're all day to day. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we are right now. It's all day to day. Not only are we flying the plane while we build it, we are just all on standby right now. Like this is the NFL's new normal. Get used to it. Like the idea of of, of having you know, normal weeks and rest and and and, and a routine. No, these creatures of yeah. habit. They they got, we all got to learn something new now. I mean, we're gonna have short weeks, short notice, even. And right. if you're the NFL, there's there's a there's a bright spot. There's a silver lining to this chaos because oh, not only uh, are I, they missing, oh really? Not only are they that Thursday night. Well, I'm saying it from this standpoint. Not only are they missing this Thursday night, uh, whatever it's going to be, whether it's a Joe Biden town hall or debate, whatever it was going to be, not only does the Thursday night Chiefs-Bills game now avoid going head-to-head with that or conflicting with that into Sunday, we talked about it before, and I don't know what the ratings were, but CBS lost Patriots-Chiefs on Sunday, but they got it on Monday, and now Bills-Titans is on track for Tuesday, you know, tentatively. I see where you got Tuesday. I got you. I mean, I the, they've, they've, all, they've already owned one day of the week. I yeah. mean, pretty soon we're going to be getting NFL football seven the days a week. week. Before the year is out, there's going to be a Wednesday game. There's going to be a Friday game. There's going to be, we already, there's already been Saturday games, Saturday specials late in the year. 
there's going to be weeks where games are going to be scattered throughout all seven days of the week because if, if they want to get this thing in, uh, not to mention we already know that playoff teams are going to be by winning percentage. There's going to be imbalanced schedules. Some teams are going to play more games than others. Welcome to our new NFL normal. You know, it, Mike, it's a good point on, on just making uh, making the best of, of a bad situation. And it's not your original plan, but the plan, as you look at it, oh, it's not so bad. You know, Tuesday right. night football. It might be Wednesday night football. And I think uh, eventually, Mike Smith, they're going to have to get some alternative sites in place right now. And they don't have to be sexy. Mm. We know that because some some people don't have people in the stands. Now, Kansas City, they have 16,000 in the stands. Miami's going to have its 13,000 in the stands. But some people have five people, 20. So I think when things start to break down, like like Patriots, Chiefs, and your concerns about traveling, I think the NFL, each NFL team should have, like, you have your alternate jerseys, you should have some alternate sites in your region hmm. just in case, just in case stuff happens. You know what I'm saying? But that's one. Here, here's the other thing. Just like the rest of us, think about it. There are some businesses who said, hey, we are, we are a dine-in business. Then COVID hit, and if you want to stay in business, you better get your takeout game Carry together. Out. And people did it. delivery, you know. right. Pull right. up and we bring it to your car. Yeah. Zoom. How about Zoom? Zoom was like the uh, domain of the academy for years and years. And all of a sudden, hey, learning from home, working from home, everybody's talking about Zoom. And uh, am I the host or you want me to make you the host? That kind of stuff. <laughs> but I think there are two different categories. Okay, that's the rosy stuff. That's the rosy stuff, Mike Smith. But here's the stuff that we really got to talk about. There's the unintended positive silver lining of this thing. That's one side. And then on the other side, there are the Tennessee Titans. And I don't know if you heard Mike Florio kind of floating out some possibilities, what he's hearing about fines, mm -hmm. what the fines mm -hmm. could be. As high as a fine, as high as $10 million, loss of a first round pick, loss of a first mm -hmm. round pick, the suspension of not just Mike Vrabel, the head coach, but John Robinson, the general manager. Hey, so, drop the yeah, I know stuff. I know stuff just happens with COVID. So there are yeah. two different categories. Hey, I, I, it just happened. I wasn't doing anything wrong. It just happened. Then there's Tennessee, which yeah. it, when reckless. With the investigation, Can't be reckless. we're gonna find out some stuff. Yeah, brazen disregard. No, absolutely, man. I mean, it's like, and that's the that's, you know, it's gonna be confusing enough. It's gonna be bizarre enough. We don't need your help says Roger Goodell, says says the NFL. It's like, this is hard enough as it is. We've, 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 yeah. we've done all we can to put protocols in place. A lot of people calling for 32 bubbles, but we've done all we can to put protocols in place to mitigate the spread of this disease. We're not, we can't prevent positive tests. We're just trying to prevent it from being too, too bad. But when we tell you to go home, we go home. Don't stage unauthorized workouts. When we tell you to wear masks, wear masks. It's not optional. I saw today where uh, officials can penalize coaches, maskless coaches who approach them in games to yell at them. You can get a, you, so game-changing penalties can result from your disregard for the rules when it That's comes amazing. to wearing masks on the sidelines. It's, 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 it's incredible, amazing. but it's where we are. It's where we are. Yeah. And these old, ha old habits die hard. And, and these, are, these are the ultimate creatures of habit, coaches, pro football players, 
who've done some certain things their whole lives. Like the, off, the, the great untold story is like, I would love to know the effect right now on chemistry and communication where we talk, you talked about Zoom, been distance meetings, distance learning is not just for me and you with our kids. These teams have undergone distance learning in the off season, virtual meetings. What the hell does that look like? You know, you know like, right. how do you, uh, this is not good. how they're used to training. Yeah, and you know, everybody's got to have their video up too. None of this, uh, you know, it, <laughs> just right. do it. Yeah, pay attention. Do it on the and, phone. and Michael, it's on a dime. It's like one day you're right. at work and then the next day, hey, everybody go home. Like, wow, how does that work? So, so you're, so this is, this is the, you know, it's Wednesday, Thursday, this is the heart of the practice week, the meeting week. And now you're just sending people home just like that. I, I love to know if there's a way to quantify uh, what kind of effect that has on the preparation and therefore the outcome of games. We talked, we saw it Monday day of games, two plane travel to Kansas city. Yeah. With your backup quarterback, because on, on Saturday, you found out that your starting quarterback, Cam Newton, had tested positive. You send everybody home. Everybody's on standby until Monday when you fly in two planes. This is bizarre, and I, and I think it's become, we're so accustomed in the real world to figuring it, figuring it out and not being able to rely on, on yeah. routine or rely on anything. So I, don't, I don't know that we fully grasp how difficult this is for the NFL in particular to be trying to do this right now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Now, but before we uh, before we take a little uh, water yeah. break, coffee break, bathroom break, bathroom. you ever notice yeah, like I need that. like when some people if they get a breath mint and you're talking to them, that, that's in the other world. That's in the other world. Like no mask, maskless world. They get a breath yeah. mint. You're talking to them. You're like, okay, maybe I need one. <laughs> Maybe you know you ever do that? Like they get one, yeah. I need one. Yeah. And I saw you, yeah. I saw you clean your glasses. I saw you clean your glasses a few minutes ago. I'm like, yeah. Maybe you know. So that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm gonna do during okay. the break. Cause now, I, I, cause listen, I'm just trying. Well, no, you're talking about breath mask. Y'all can play. Y'all can play the music. Y'all go ahead and play the music. When you talking about breath mask, you're talking about like with these masks now. Cause sometimes you need it for yourself. Cause every oh, time word. I put on my mask, I be like, like oh, oh like, oh, Five. yeah, absolutely. You got, we need Five. it for us, you know, just to, to oh, protect man. yourself from yourself. I be like, man, Didn't you I tell the producer this wasn't gonna be a 20 minute A block? Be like, oh, I think I'll go 20 it's minutes. It's not. Hey, 19. Well, it was kind of 20. Uh, my clock say 321. I was talking about other 22. Stuff, okay. Don't really think about it too much. I think. um the story be told how it's supposed to be told and be written how it's supposed to be written, but I don't live my life thinking about legacy. Um, what I do off the floor is what means more to me than what I do on the floor. Uh, you know, seeing my kids on the back of a Wheaties box yesterday was one of the best moments of my life. And seeing my mom unveil the box back in my hometown of Akron, Ohio yesterday with some of the best news and videos and pictures that I've ever seen that I could ever get. The game of basketball will pass me by and, you know, there's a new a group of, you know, young kids and vets and rookies throughout the course of this, of this game. Hey, listen, LeBron Real James. Right there, you're not man. the uh, you're not the only kid from Akron in this conversation. Shout out, 
Uh, I love it. I love when he mentions that, when he says, hey, I'm just a kid from Akron. And I think people, I know he's written about this. He has a book, uh, Mike, I don't know if you read it back in the day, probably, man, goodness, like 15, 14 years ago, did a book with Buzz Bissinger, mm. you know, talking about his friendship with his high school teammates and talking a lot about Akron. If you go to Akron and then think that LeBron James is possibly the best player ever to play the game, then you'll understand what he means when he talks about how he overcame the odds and like how significant this is. So, but I didn't want to talk about that. But I, I always think about the best oh, player in basketball history may be from Akron, Ohio. And not just from Akron, Ohio, Mike. You know, some of the places that, that he talks about, where he grew up, so one of his, uh, I think one of his companies or uh, is called Spring Hill, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spring Hill Entertainment. So that that's about five minutes from five minutes from where I grew up. Uh, it is not, you know, people people in, in Spring Hill, Spring Hill, and 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 the street that I grew up on, Molar Avenue. There weren't a lot of people talking about these big dreams and, hey, you can do anything that you want and one day you'll be on TV, one day you'll be famous, one day you'll be uh, a school planter and you'll be uh, over a a voting drive and you'll be one of the most successful businessmen in the world on top of being a great basketball player. It's just, (laughs) that wasn't, that 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 vision wasn't there. So what he's doing right now is significant, and I really appreciate him for that alone. Even if he had turned into a, let's say, a seven-time All-Star and a one-time NBA champion shouting out Akron, Ohio, that would have been been pretty big. But what he has done is you just got to go to that area Mm. to, to, to really put it in perspective. So I appreciate that part of LeBron. And and And, you're sitting there nodding. No, no, I, I feel you. I, I feel. I feel like every day, lately, I think a lot of it's got to do with uh, our relationship, um, how we see things at this point in our lives. I mean, you know, we we talked a lot. All right, tangent time. Uh, <laughs> there's a segment, tangent time. Uh, we talked a lot um, when we were first starting this show about this journey for the two of us, and. Yeah. It's been 20 years in the making, and, and we wanted to do something together. Uh, you know, back when I was at the Globe, and, and and you were at the Globe, and you know, when I was at ESPN, and 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 you know, you were still in Boston, and, and I had opportunities to start to develop programming, and so, but but everything in in, in its in its time, in God's time, and and but not we, we talked about how we are at a better place now to do this. Not just in society, but me and you, we're at a yeah. better place now to do this than we were and would have been back then. Um, and to not just do it, but to do it our way. I say that to say uh, our conversations are, are often philosophical, whether it's about yeah. uh, fatherhood, faith, mm-hmm. family, you know, our journeys, whatever it is. And so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, here we go down another path because LeBron has been the inspiration for a lot of those conversations. It feels like this is our we're wrapping up today is our fourth week on the show. And every time LeBron is show at a press 20. conference, it, number 20. Yeah, it, it leads us, <laughs> it leads us down a, a conversation, 
you know, that's much bigger than basketball, you know, appropriately enough, because he's much bigger than basketball. It, you know, he's more than an athlete, as, as he's fond of saying. And so, yeah, I'm with you 100%. I mean, whether, you know, take out Akron and, 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 and insert New Orleans, you know, um, or, or any city USA, um, for a kid to have come from uh, the struggle that he, come, that he came from and to do what he's done on the court and off the court. I mean, I, I appreciated uh, Isaiah Thomas's tweet. You know, Isaiah Thomas put out a tweet. I think it was yesterday. Do we have it? Saying that he was the, the best and most complete basketball player that he has ever seen on and off the floor. There it is. There it is. On and off the floor. Best and most quote-unquote complete. Now, we can certainly debate that. But then he says on and off the floor. Yeah. Somebody like, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or even Bill Russell or in his own way, Michael Jordan might want to debate that. But that's not that's we shouldn't reduce that to a debate. Let's just talk about the off the floor part, because on the floor can be. On the floor can be subjective. Because even though LeBron may have on the floor is subjective. It, it, it is. It is. Yeah, it, it is. It, it is. Flat out on is. the floor. Right. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, because people like, you know, it's my opinion. But and I say the reason I say it can be is because your numbers and your accomplishments, there's no arguing that. There's no arguing, arguing the number of championships. There's no arguing the number of finals MVPs. There's no arguing the number of points, rebounds, assists, and blocks and, and steals that he ultimately finishes with all NBA. But even some of those accolades are inherently subjective. Exactly. He might have right. he might have more MVPs. But I, I guess what I'm saying is and, when you start to get in a GOAT conversation, you know, yeah. I can take his numbers and I can manipulate them to fit my narrative. You can take Jordan's num- numbers and manipulate them to fit your narrative and so on and so forth. What I am saying, though, is that having kids from the I Promise school on a Wheaties box, you know, pouring into your community uh, em- empowering and encouraging people to vote. Those things are ironclad. That's ironclad. Like, I I know LeBron's a big movie guy. Uh, I know uh, he likes Gladiator. You know, and there's a scene in Gladiator, uh, you know, where Maximus is leading, um, you know, his army against the uh, the forces of Germania. You know, and and, and Russell Crowe's Maximus says, what we do in life echoes throughout eternity. I know LeBron is fond fond of that line. And what he's doing with his life and and with the lives of others will echo throughout eternity. That is that is a legacy, you know. And an on the floor legacy is again subjective. It's a matter of opinion. People can write the story however they want and rank it however they want. His legacy as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a citizen, as a philanthropist, as an entrepreneur, that's his and his alone. And you can't touch it. Yeah, it's it's great, Mike. Uh, no, I, I love what you uh, some of those points you just made about him. And one of the things that stands out about about LeBron James to me is part of his story growing up. So he has mentioned that you know he is, he grew up. Not only did he grow up without his father, um, he also grew up at a time. Uh, I, I know his mother was there uh, raising him, but he lived with other people too. And by the time the stat is crazy. I think by the time he was in the third or fourth grade, he had missed in an incredible amount of school, mm-hmm. like school mm-hmm. time. It's just, 
Get, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll get the number before the show is over or somebody can Google it. Uh, it it's in a New York Times uh, article from a few years ago. It will blow your mind. But that's not the point. The point is there are so many kids like that who are dismissed. They're, 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 given up, they, they're either given up on by the system. Sometimes they're given up on by their own families. Sometimes they give up on themselves. So for that part of the story, he was, he was a kid on the margins. So this kid on the yeah. margins, and I know it's easy for people to say, well, you know, hey, if I'm LeBron James, uh, I would do this. That's not necessarily true. There are a lot of pitfalls along the way. It didn't have to happen this way. Just because he's 6'8 and talented doesn't mean that he was destined to be here, especially if you see the streets. Talent. Yeah. That's yep. right, especially if you see the streets that he grew up a part of, like so many challenges along the way. That's one part of the story that I really like. And the other thing is, uh, you know, you talk about how subjective it is on the court. Or, or it can be subjective, and at times, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. This is why your point last week about, I think it was last week, as you said, the day's kind of Did you hear Gary just now, or did he just tell it to me? No, I, I didn't hear. What, what was it? What was this? I didn't hear eight, him, but what? Eight, 80, It was 83 days in the fourth grade was the number you were looking for. He missed 83 Okay, days now think about this. Grade. Think about this. You're supposed to be in school for 180 days, roughly. 180 days. And you miss 83 days in the fourth grade. So let me just, okay, before I get to my basketball point, let me just pile on here. A certain host, we're not going to say her name, a certain host not only told him to shut up and dribble. Oh. Okay? (laughs) But she made a point to say that he's just a high school graduate. Right. Now, what's the, the, the irony of that? What's so funny is that most of the people who share her politics and the politics of others, most people in the country are high school graduates. Sure. That's a fact. So why, yeah. why are you insulting? Why are you insulting the people who are watching you? That's one. Two, LeBron James, I've said this about LeBron James and Kevin Garnett, both guys who went from high school straight to the pros. They are some of, they are two of the most intelligent, worldly observant people that I've ever interviewed. So yeah. it's not like, don't get caught up in what, well, where'd you go to school? I, I, I can't stand that question. When yeah. I meet somebody. Educated and intelligent I, don't always mean the same if, thing. <laughs> if I ever meet you, if I ever meet you. Yeah. Okay. We, we, that'll end the conversation real fast. Well, okay. So where'd you go to school? Now you don't care about that. What you're trying to do yeah. is get a sense of where should I slot you? Right. Should I pay? T- should I pay attention to you or not? Okay, are you are you worthy uh, of this conversation? I think that is meaningless. He's a very intelligent person, but the basketball part I was going to say, Mike. The reason I think it's subjective, in some ways, and the reason your your analogy of Stevie Wonder Prince with Michael Jordan and LeBron is that it depends on what your focus is, like what's important to mm-hmm. you. Like one of the things that stands out about Michael Jordan's stats is 10-time scoring champ and 10-time right. scoring champ. That was important to him to be a 10-time scoring champ. I'm not dismissing it, but that is part of, that tells you, okay, if you start with Michael Jordan, start with the score. He was a scorer. He wanted to be a scorer. I mean, that, that, was, that was his thing. 
Whereas, hmm. and, 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 and if you look at it, and, and if you're a little skeptical, uh, no, go I'm, back I'm, to... I'm, uh, I'm listening. Go ahead, all right, go ahead. All right. Go back to what? No, I was just going to say, you can go back to the Jordan rules where he says to, uh, he says to a teammate, man, Phil Jackson's not going to let me be the scoring champ. He's really trying to switch up this offense. He's not going to let me score. It doesn't diminish Michael Jordan, but he's a scorer. LeBron James is not a 10-time scoring champ. Could he have been? Absolutely. He can get his whenever he wants. That's not how he plays. That's not really really the focus of his game. Now, he'll wind up with a ton of points. uh, Yeah, he may be the all-time leading scorer before it's all said and done. But it's like, so when we start judging, well, this guy, well, how many scoring titles did LeBron have? You know, you go LeBron versus Jordan. uh, You go LeBron versus Kareem. It's all different based on who that person is. LeBron is the guy who just wants to do a little bit of everything on the court. Well, yeah, he, he enjoys he enjoys seeing his friends and teammates, as the case may be, be as, as if not more successful than him. He's wired to make the right play. We were doing so well until you went there because you know how I feel about the complete conversation as it relates to LeBron versus Jordan. And I don't want to go yeah. back into another LeBron versus Jordan thing. I just would like to take exception with one little thing there. And you know this. I know this pisses you off when I say this. But no, I no, not, not today. I'm not going to let it happen today. I'm in a good mood today. It's Friday. You can't it's say Friday. anything that's going to get me. Okay. No, Jordan is underrated in that regard. I've said this to you before. As time has gone on, when people compare these two, and they like to say that LeBron is more complete. I'm like, eh, is he though? Like, ish? You know, it's like, look, man. <laughs> I mean, yes, it was important for Jordan to score. It was important for Jordan to win. And the best way for Jordan to win was to score. Yes, they were able to unlock Phil Jackson's offense and therefore win championships once Jordan started trusting teammates more. But Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, same thing. The best way for him to for them to win more often than not was for him to score. Jordan could have scored more. I mean, we both talked about this the other day. He's, he's on record as saying 32 a game is nothing. That's just 8-8-8-8. Eight, 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 eight. Okay, that, that was nothing for yeah. him. That was it. That was nothing for him. He could have scored 40 or 50 a game if he wanted to. Jordan's passing and Jordan's defense were among the best to ever do it. Jordan was just as good a passer. I don't care. I don't care if he didn't average as many assists as some other people, but Jordan, the passer, is just as good as anybody else. To defense, do it. yes. Okay. I, I, I want to quibble with just the, as good quibble as with the passing. I quibble if with not the, passing. the best defense of all was amazing. time. Defense was are amazing. We talking about, are we talking about passing numbers or passing ability? This I'm pass, talking about passing, the latter. I'm not even talking about numbers. I'm just trying to, my mind's eye. Maybe I, I need to go back. And watch the film, like we talked about yesterday. I got to go back and watch the film. I would like for you I to think do of, that. In, in my mind's eye, I think of Jordan. You know what I think of? I think of Jordan like a, a, a panther. He was a Dude, panther. Wait, hold on, hold on. So- time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, guys, do better. Do better. We got, this, this, this is that part where I argue with the lower third. Do better. Don't ever put that on my screen again, okay? Don't ever let those, don't ever put those, this show is all about credibility. (laughs) And I will not, I will not allow whatever credibility we have. Michael's got much more than I do. I will not allow a show of mine that I'm associated with to ever 
put it on the screen, is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan? Don't do that. Don't do that. We're not doing that here. Okay, let's, let's just establish that. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. You guys, are, our graphics this. department is fantastic. Okay? It's fantastic. We turn around well, graphics quickly. Why don't you give them? They're why adaptable. Give them a they're suggestion. Nimble. Why don't you give them a I've suggestion? I've said a lot. As we have this I have said a lot. I'm just saying we got we to gotta be a little more nuanced in this LeBron. Because somebody might be like looking at this with the sound down, or this may end up on YouTube. This, may, this, this will echo throughout eternity. I don't want anything on my, on my show, our show, Michael, but in this case, my show, that says LeBron James better than Michael Jordan. All right, go right ahead. LeBron oh, and Jordan. Where were we? LeBron and MJ. Where were we? LeBron and MJ. Yeah, where were we? You know, <laughs> who do you, what do you think or something? Who you got? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, where were um, we? Where were we? I'm, but sorry, I'm, I'm saying, just, I just I'm saying like, like no, I can't let that fly. He's almost, he's almost like a Panther when, at his best. There's a game, you guys can watch. It's all this stuff is on YouTube. You can go back and watch it. There was a game, Christmas Day, I think it was. It was Lakers and Bulls, Jordan versus Magic. Mm-hmm. And what will stand out to you is just, and okay, it was your average Michael Jordan game. He had like 40-something points, <laughs> like 15 rebounds or whatever. It was crazy. But what will stand out to you is how freaking fast he, he was. He was so fast. And the defensive instincts and the motor. Usually you talk about football players like that. Michael Jordan, now you, you see him bent over at times, like grabbing the shorts and chewing the gum furiously and the, and the beads of sweat right. on the bald head. But he was, always, he was always there. You never looked at Jordan and said, oh, man, Jordan is lagging. He's a step slow. So when I, say, when I think of Jordan, I think of that guy. But I got to go back. I have to go back and look at a pass. Really, for your viewing pleasure. Honestly, for your viewing pleasure. And and um, I, for, I, I should. Say, but it, just a highlight video is called the Puppeteer. Just in terms of like a snippet of his skill as a passer. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a YouTube compilation. It's called Michael Jordan the Puppeteer for your viewing pleasure. All right. Just just it's a well, little, it's just little cut ups. And that's not to say that he's better than LeBron. I'm simply saying that Michael Jordan's passing on offense gets underrated. I think we forget we're talking about the best perimeter defender, perhaps, in NBA history, with apologies to his longtime teammate, Scottie Pippen. So, uh, Well, you know, it's funny that you you, you were arguing with the lower third because, really, (laughs) what I have right there, LeBron versus LeBron, where I'm going with that is, is not LeBron versus Jordan. It's not LeBron versus Magic or Kareem. It's really, at this point, if they win a championship tonight, even, even if they win it tonight and they win a championship, at this stage of his of his career, it's LeBron yep. versus himself. So wait, it's, okay. he is. Time out. Time out. Time out. Let's put a pin in it. Let's let's pause that. That's a great tease. Gary, roll the music. We know we got to get a break in here. Let's, let's sneak that break in real quick. Remember, pick that up on the other side of this. No, that, back to you, that. you will take it right there. That's a great tease. What I've learned being a Laker is that the Laker faithful don't give a damn what you've done before. Until you become a Laker, you got to do it with them as well. So they don't care about your resume at all until you become a Laker. And then you got to do it as a Laker and then they respect you. Um, I've learned that. That's right, we'll good stuff. In a second, but, but you, what yeah. you were saying LeBron versus LeBron. LeBron versus himself. Mike, um, he'll be 36 in December, and we know he set set a career high this year in assists with over 10 per game. Average 25 points per game, and he is still, at 35 years old, considered 
one of the best players in the league, one of the five best players in the league, if not the best. That, that's a subjective uh, conversation. But this is where it kind of goes away from Jordan, not because Jordan was not a great player at 35. He was. But at 35, Jordan's general manager and, and the owner of the Bulls, they decided that they were going to break this thing up. Hence, we got the last dance. That was 35-year-old Jordan. And he stayed away for a few years until coming back with the Wizards. And so he was still a good player there. Average 23, his first year with the Wizards, and then 20, his last year in basketball. But that was different. He, he, his prime years, he gave up 36, 37, 38, and he probably could have done what I think LeBron James is going to do in those years. Mm. Magic Johnson had a different set of circumstances. He wasn't doing what LeBron is doing at 35 years old. Larry Bird has some injuries. You know, so you think about it. Kareem started to decline, still effective. Never was a bad player in his career. Kareem wasn't. But yeah. at, at, toward the end of his career, he was not a top five player in the NBA. So what LeBron James is attempting to do from this point to the end of his career is unprecedented. So yeah. we can talk about I'm not even it's not even compared to anybody else. That that's not even the argument. The argument is how deep can he go right. within himself to bring out something that maybe he doesn't even know that he has. Maybe he becomes a different kind of player. Maybe he's a, a player who says, yeah, I like this assist, assist thing. Maybe I'm gonna take my, <laughs> my scoring down, my assist up. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm yeah. really excited to see what he does in the next, I'm going to say, Mike, five years. I'm going to say he's got five elite. I got five elite. I think he's got five elite years left. That's why I've said for a while is like the thing I didn't account for when I just like, you know, wrote in blood, LeBron will never be better than Jordan. I never accounted for him being this good this long. If not, I mean, what you're saying is he's, he's not through his prime yet. You know, he may have various iterations of his prime. When yes. it's all said, yes. now, we're looking back at it. He's not only clearly at still at the top of his game, he's still at the top of the game at 35 years old. So no, I, I mean that's why if if we do if we do in fact indeed uh, crown the king tonight, um, it'll hit different for a lot of reasons. It'll definitely hit different, as the kids say. Um, his crowning achievement, the King's crowning achievement right now is still Cleveland, this is for you. That was personal, but it was also a 3-1 comeback against the mighty yep. Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. That's his crowning achievement. But let's go back to what LeBron said. We just heard a moment ago what he said yesterday as it relates to um, doing it for the Lakers. Side note. Michael, you know a pet peeve of mine is... Uh, random anniversaries. Don't tell me that's the, that it's the seventh anniversary or the third anniversary <laughs> or the or the right. fifth or, 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 or the 51st anniversary. It's like, oh, we do it, we go do this every year then. Either we do it at 5, 10, 15, 20, or right. we do it every year. Pick one. Don't we just pick a don't tell me it's the third anniversary or something. Get out of my face with right. you. Okay? People do that now. I think it's for engagement and likes and retweets on on, on social media. I think that's why they do it. It's really, it's really lazy. It's lazy. It's a lazy attempt at reaching. For I don't hate it though. I don't hate it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Mm. The other thing I hate is spoiled franchises, and this has been going on for a long time. It's a pre-social media thing. I've complained about this for a long time. 
Don't tell me it's a certain franchise's first title since 2010. Come on now. Yeah, I'm with like, you. It ain't that long. I mean, come on now. Like, really? It's 10 years First ago. title 10 since years 2000. I mean, come on, really? Really? Yeah. You got titles. You got, you got teams that have never won titles. You got teams that have never right. been in the finals. Oh, yeah, like, I'm with you. How entitled, how entitled two titles do way you have back. to be? Way remember back what, since remember 2010. Remember way back in 2010? Stop it. I mean, you're all right. right, really? But you know what? When you're the Lakers, that's real. 10 years is a lifetime in L.A. And so LeBron is talking about how, you know, for Laker faithful, they don't care what you did before you got here. The Lakers, they're they're like, Laker Nation is like Janet Jackson. Like, what have you done for me lately? Not lately. What have you done for me lately? It feels like NBA seasons that do not end with a Laker title didn't happen. It just didn't happen. A non-Laker champion is not a champion as far as they're concerned. It's like New York, if you can make it here. It's two of them. The Celtics ain't quite about like to, that. Celtics, I, I don't think the Celtics are about to tie up tonight. Like it's the same. It's no, the same. I'm not talking they're about the about number. To... I'm not talking about the number. I don't find Boston fans to be so elitist. And that's saying something about Boston fans. I don't find them to be so what? elitist that they don't what? recognize when another team wins a championship. This is what I'm Stop saying. It. In New York, you Stop. know, in New York, the saying is, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Right. In L.A., it's... If you haven't won, if you've won somewhere else, it doesn't matter until you've won here. Like they don't, if you have to do it as a Laker to truly be considered great by I get Laker it. fans. I, I, I that's get what it. That, you know what that, I mean? Like that, that it's, arrogance, it's, it's different for them. Yeah. That arrogance and that elitism, it, it does exist with the Celtics. That's why both of these franchises, because the Lakers will win, and I believe they'll win tonight. So that's 17 for the Lakers, 17. For the Celtics. Oh, see, hey, look, right, now, you, now we're going into another conversation. You are dead wrong, no, no. Michael. You are dead wrong. No, no, I, I'll tell you the why. La- Lakers, Lakers fans view themselves and their franchise as the crown jewel of the NBA. So do the Celtics, Celtics fans. may have, the, they have, they, they are, they, uh, well, okay, I, I just. They, but, okay, I, but, I, but I'm saying, I'm not saying who's right. They may but think they they're both, the most successful franchises, but they don't view themselves as, 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 the, as, the, as the center point, as the epicenter of the do. NBA the way LA Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Okay. Yes, they do. You, look, okay. Sure. You know, you, didn't, you, you live there. You live there. You I, live I'm there. telling you. You, you, you literally wrote the book. Like, you literally wrote the book. December 1st. <laughs> Check it out. But no, I, man, I, I really do. I, I believe that, that Celtics fans see it the same way. But here's the difference. And and it, it's it's great. That's why the Celtics-Lakers rivalry is one of the great rivalries in sports, is that they both have an equal amount of championships but they approach it in different ways. So they both have this arrogance and, hey, we're better than you are. They both do. Mm-hmm. All right. But the Lakers, the Lakers have actually had scoring champs. You know, the Celtics have never had a scoring champ and they're proud of it. They're like, oh, we're, mm-hmm. we do it the right way. We don't want a scoring champ. We want to play the complete game. So Larry Bird was never a scoring champ. Sam Jones, none of them. Like, Paul Pierce, never a scoring champ. They don't want that. So, I, I think in L.A., you know, the celebrities who are there are from the uh, the movie industry for a lot of movies and music. Boston celebrities are sports fans, like sports people. That's hey, we got the Bill difference. Belichick. We got Bill That's Belichick. The difference. But it's still, But it's still an arrogance. But it's East yes. Coast Celtics arrogance versus West Coast. Lakers arrogance. It's an, ar- it's, an, it's an arrogance. It's a it's an arrogance like it's a Boston New York arrogance type thing, or, or or almost like a defense mechanism arrogance. Like again, no disrespect to what they've accomplished, 
But that's that's exactly what I'm getting at, Michael. Like if it hits different in L.A., Hollywood, second biggest market in the country. Okay. Yeah. You know, Showtime. Showtime and Celtic Pride just don't sound the same. Okay. It's the it's the it's stars. The stars flock to L.A. Courtside at a Laker game. The Lakers. Okay. I live in Connecticut. I'm still in New England. No. I, I, be real. Be real. Let's say. be real. Let's I, no, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna always keep 100. I'm always keep 100. Always. I don't know another way to be. I hold it down. I keep it real. That's my job. Okay. Um, the Lakers matter more to the NBA than the Celtics. I'm not saying that the Celtics haven't mattered to the help co-author NBA history. Mm. They co-authored NBA history right alongside the Celt- the Lakers. I, I am not ignorant enough to suggest that the NBA wouldn't be what it is without Larry Bird or without Bill Russell before him or yeah. Red Arbach, of course. But when you talk about the culture of the league, let's call it that, all right? When you talk about, you know, who people check for nationally, nationally, and my stepdad was a Laker fan, man. Like, my stepdad grew up rooting for Magic Johnson, you know? And, and the culture war that was Showtime versus the Celtics, that was Magic versus Larry, if you, especially among black people, black America rolled with Magic Johnson, not Larry Bird. That's right. And so I'm saying right. the NBA, if, I know you say stop calling the NBA a black league, but if the NBA is right. a black league, black it's people not. rolling with the Lakers. I'm, I know it's not. Right. I, know, I, I know, but I'm just saying. It's like they're rolling right. with the Lakers, not the Celtics, if, if, if I may bring that part of it into it. So, again, with all due respect to the Celtics and what they've done, they have the most championships. They have the greatest winner in team sports history. I'm not minimizing that. Simply saying that culturally, and the Lakers, it's different Which when culture? the Lakers are on top. Well, you said culture. NBA culture. culture. NBA culture. NBA well, culture, however well, you want to define it. Well, it's different I don't know. when the it Lakers depends. are on top. Now, it's different. Now, if if you're talking about um, if you're talking about black fans. Or fans. I'm talking, about NBA. I'm talking about the NBA. I'm talking about the NBA. Well, because, because the, NBA. the NBA has, I, I would say, because you know, they're both national teams. And there are mm-hmm. there are fans in remote places, yeah, not like 800 miles from Boston, who are Celtics. They love the Celtics. They love the Celtics. And so, right. and the same, and the same is for the, the same is true of the Lakers. Now, if you're talking about, okay, let's figure out who, who those fans are. They may have different perspectives. They may look different. So I agree with you there, but I can't say across the board, no question. You don't, you don't, you don't think the Lakers are a bigger brand than the Celtics? Lakers is Yankees, you know? I think it's Celtics. Cowboys. I don't think yeah, the Celtics brand. Okay, I mean, again, yeah. I, I'm not hating on the Celtics, man. I'm not. I, I'm not you know saying I'm not. you are. I'm not saying I you hope, are. I, I hope. Know. Well, no, I'm stressing that. I know. I know you know that. Oh, look at you. So you thinking hope, about? I'm just making sure people. No, I, you think about the. You think about, about the Twitter street. warriors. You're worried about the Twitter. You think warriors I care about? Right you think I care about Twitter warriors at this point well, in my life, can, my career? Well, you can't. Well, you argue. You arguing with somebody who's not arguing with you. Like I'm not saying. No, I'm just making sure when I come visit you in Boston. Then I ain't got to run up. I ain't got to handle business out in these streets. I'm just, but it, I, I don't care about that either. I'm joking. I'm, I'm honestly joking. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I, 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 I respect the Celtics, and I don't want it to. I don't want anybody to misconstrue. That's not how I feel. I don't want anybody to misconstrue right. what I'm saying as it relates to the Celtics' standing in NBA history. It has mattered right alongside the Lakers. I'm just saying it's different when LA is on top, and that's why I get the whole since 2010. 
They feel like they're yeah. entitled to it. They're the crown jewel flagship franchise, with all due respect to their counterparts in Boston, in the NBA is how it feels to me. No, it's amazing. I mean, you've got, um, you're going to have 34 championships between these two, these two franchises. That's just wild. And, and you think about uh, the legends who have been with both franchises, like both of them, it's hard to come up with an all-time starting five. Oh, because yeah. you, you're, 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 you're leaving off, you're leaving off not only good players, you're leaving off Hall of Fame players. You need third, you need third on, teams with these two On the bench. But think about, yeah, oh Michael, I mean, think about, and I'm not saying this is the, the end-all, be-all, but think about measuring stick, but think about free agency. Just think about free agency. That's different. You know, for a number okay, of, now, now, that's, now different. that's different. For a number of reasons, for a number of reasons. Sure. Let's just put it that way. For a number of yeah. reasons, there's a Boston and L.A. are different destinations, shall we say. Oh, my but goodness. But there's some of it. Yeah. But some of it has to do with, again, the pageantry. The Flash, again, Showtime, Hollywood. Some, that I think that adds to, you know, what I'm talking well, about. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're... When it comes to the program. Yeah, if you're looking for... If you're looking for... If you're looking for that. Yeah. That, that's not just... Because that that is... Some of that is Los Angeles, the city. Some of that is Absolutely. the weather. I mean, yes. it, 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 it's that's so many I things. for a number of reasons. Yeah, no, the that, Boston. There's a lot of factors involved there, yeah. You're not trying to... You're not trying to run to 25 degrees <laughs> with, actually, a, uh, actually, with a wind, real talk, with a wind chill of 14. Somebody who grew up in the South, I like the cold weather. That's why I've stayed there. That's why I stayed in my whole adult life. I like the cold weather. I like the I like New I like the fall. I like the foliage of New England. I like I Mike, like I've, Boston. Mike, I've always lived in cold weather cities, and I'm still yeah. not used to it. I know I know yeah. uh, fall and winter, especially like late fall, that that chill. I know it's coming. I'm not yeah. going to be ready for it. I can tell you that right now. I won't be ready for it. I, you just, I'm glad you like it. Ooh. I've always lived in cold weather. I'm not saying I love it. Yep. What uh, do you want to do? Hey, no, I want to take a break now. I want to sneak in a break. Yeah, you know, look, I was, was going to say, you want to take a break? I do want to stay in L.A. You know why I want to stay in L.A.? Because we saw LeBron. Man, I got all these Boston Dodgers fans. Dodgers hat. I got these Boston fans text, they're texting me right now, hating on you, hating on you. Are they really? I'm just glad they're watching. Um, hey. <laughs> um, I know you want to. You've been dying to talk about the Dodgers. See, that's the Boston LA connection right there. Let's get into yeah. uh, Let's get into the Dodgers when we come back. And some other stuff too. I I got some good stuff for you today, Mike. Okay. Mike Smith. Yo. Hey man, I'm good at spending other people's money. I'm, I'm sorry. You give me I'm some sorry. money. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to make that look. I didn't mean to make that look. What? That's the, what was the, the look? That, that, I missed. I'm sorry. The, that face when you see another Trump headline. Sorry. I, so oh, okay. Focus. <laughs> focus up. Oh, oh, I, I, we'll come oh, we'll back to there. that later. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. We'll get there. So, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good at yeah. spending other people's money, and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to do Did you spend other NFL people's money game. on that jacket, by the way? What's that? You spend other people's what? money on that jacket, by the way, because that jacket is clean. I have, oh, I, have, thanks, I cannot go this entire show without recognizing that velvet. Is that velvet? I mean, it looks incredible. It's an incredible oh, thank jacket. You, thank you. I appreciate oh, you. I appreciate really you. Yeah. All right. So, so uh, let's do it. Let's do it, man. Let's, uh, you know, we do it every week. My bets, your money. I'm going to uh, go through some games in the National Football League. And I'm not saying I would put money on this, Mike Smith. Yeah.
But if you gave me some money, I would. All right, let's go. Uh, I want to go Giants-Cowboys on this. Giants-Cowboys. Okay. You know what's so funny on this game? Let's see. East? Oof. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Look, Dallas, the reason this game gets my attention, well, a couple of reasons. One, um, if Mike McCarthy does not win this game, he may be fired before leaving the stadium. This is a, it's not a must-win game for the Cowboys because their division is so terrible. It's a must-win game for Mike McCarthy. I think already, if they don't make the playoffs, I think he's going to be a one and done. It's a little unfair because it's a pandemic. But if you don't beat one of the worst football teams that I've seen in the last, let's say, 15 or 20 years, the Giants, seriously, if you don't beat them, Mike McCarthy might be out. And by the way, I still don't know why Joe Judge is the coach. Don't forget the major storyline. Don't forget the major storyline. To add, to add to the to the pressure. What's the major story? Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. Oh, oh goodness. And you know, you forgot, and this is, you forgot what he a, ended you know, up. I, you forgot what he ended up, as most of us did. No, no, I, I didn't. Re- I didn't remember no, until this week. I didn't remember I looked until this week. So. <laughs> I looked it up a couple weeks ago and I said, yeah. you know, where did Jason Garrett go? And then yeah. <laughs> to the Giants, I said, so what? It doesn't even Bro, matter. Because he's not doing if anything. Ga- nobody's if Jason Garrett's nobody's offense. If Jason Garrett's offense cooks that Dallas defense, I, no, I'm just backing you up on your point about Mike McCarthy. I am just, I, I agree with you 100. percent Whether whether Mike McCarthy or Mike Nolan or whoever, somebody getting fired, somebody getting fired if they lose to the Giants at the at the crib. I, and I this is why. So, this is so why you're taking what, Dallas. What's your bet? Dallas will blow them out. This is my points bet right here. You see it right there, points okay, bet. Uh, Dallas will blow them out. This is a probably a three-touchdown uh, Dallas victory. So, okay. so roll with that one. Roll with that one. Now, Chiefs-Raiders, I think this is an opportunity, Mike. You know, it's an old-school rivalry, uh, rivalry game. Chiefs-Raiders, mm-hmm. you're a student of NFL history, as I am. So I have, this this, is I have nat- this music playing in my head right now. Yeah. Oh, this is some nastiness. Buck Buchanan, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, this is great. This is great. Old Memorial Stadium in Kansas City. You know, Coach Davis. Wind is a Raider. (laughs) There it is. There it is. All right. I'm going to make some money for you. I'm going with Vegas on this one. I'm going with Vegas at 11. Kansas City is an excellent team. Kansas City is a championship team. Um, But in this rivalry game, all sorts of crazy things happen. Uh, I think Kansas City wins the game. I think they win it by 10. Uh, You're going to be in good shape. Put a lot of money. I'm going to put a lot of your money on the Las Vegas Raiders. How do you feel about it, Mike? I like it. You're not feeling. I like it. Yeah, I like it. No, I no, I like it. I like. It. I mean, because the, the Raiders, um, the Renegade Raiders. Of course, the Raiders would be the, the historically the most penalized team in the league. Of course, that'd be the team that doesn't. Besides the Titans, that has something against masks. Uh, right. They're a good team. They're a competitive team. They're a good team. Uh, they're, they're better. Uh, I think they're better than. Yeah, they'll they'll keep it. I can see it. I can see a ten. I don't, I don't think it's going to be close per se. But I can see it right. settling at 10. I, I like I like where your head's at with that. 11, yeah, 11 is trying, a healthy spread. I got I'm you. just, you know, this is, I, yeah. I'm looking for opportunities yeah. just to make a little extra yeah. cash for you with your money. For me, right. All right. I got you. All right. Got you. All right, finally, not love this matchup. You've got the Cleveland Browns 
And you've got the Indianapolis that? Colts. So They're both three and one. Right. And you know what? Yeah. Th- this game is a pick em game, Mike. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can go either way with this. Um, one thing I like about the Cleveland Browns, not just that they're three and one, but they seem they have found, and I'm amazed by this, they found an identity. They got Kevin a formula. Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski, I need Shout to apologize to, to you again. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think they'd be able to do this. And I, I thought all the transitional coaches, like I told you before, all these coaches taking over programs. I think it was going. I thought it was going to be very difficult to win immediately because you you've got, as you pointed out so beautifully at the beginning of the show, you've got extraordinary circumstances. This is we've yeah. never seen an NFL like this before. Doing business like this, no no exhibition games, no in, not not a lot of in person meetings. So it's hard to really establish a culture when you come in. But Kevin Stefanski and the Browns, oh, I think well, they're legit. You, okay. Okay. I, I, I don't want to I, 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 I give some, Go some quick Browns commentary. You know why they're legit? You know why? why? They're legit? Let's give some, let's show some love. Let's, 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 let's get, let's show the brother some love. Um, you, you're familiar with this, this, this young man. I can call him a young man. He's a grown man. I can call him a young man. I'm eight years older than him for crying out loud. Uh, 33 year old Andrew Berry, Harvard's own Andrew Berry. Yep. Yep. General manager of the Browns mm-hmm. who, if they keep this up, now, I know he didn't draft Odell Beckham. Uh, I know he didn't sign. Excuse me. I know he didn't sign or trade for Odell Beckham. Um, I know he didn't draft Baker Mayfield. Is what I meant to say. Um, but man, they had a hell of an off season. They had a they hell did. of an off season um, when it comes to uh, drafting uh, Jedrick Willis in the first round. Um, they went out and uh, signed Austin Hooper in free agency. They signed Jack Conklin in free agency. So they really, to that, that identity, Kevin Stefanski is able to play into that identity. Uh, traded for Andy Janovich, fullback. Not a big, that's not a big headline. That's not a headline grabber. Um, uh, but they really invested in the strength of that team, which is going to be invested. their running game. You invested. know, because, hey, yeah, because look, um, Nick Chubb is down, but you got Kareem Hunt, who not that long ago led the league in rushing. Right. Um, you know, Dearness Johnson coming in, leading the team in rushing last week, I believe it was. So really good offseason from uh, from that young general manager. Uh, listen, and they, had, they already had a lot of talent from all those years of drafting high. Although, no, actually, I take that back. They didn't have a lot of talent all those years of drafting high because they blew a lot of those draft picks. They blew they, a lot they, of picks. They were, they were ta- yeah, they, they were a talented team coming in, but I think this all—they finally had an offseason that's manifested itself. The money, the money was well spent. Let's put it that way. So, uh, you know, and shout this out is to, why uh, the future you general manager of the year, executive of the year, Andrew Barry. Go ahead. Well, you mentioned Andrew Barry. You mentioned investment, and this is my bet, your money. I'm going to invest. <laughs> I'm going to. Re- I'm going to. I'm going to advise that you invest in this pick'em. Now, it's not an opportunity to make a huge amount of money like the Raiders one, but the Cleveland Browns are going to win this game. They're going to win this game probably by a touchdown. I like it. And I I, I segue. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to segue. You got something before I was going to segue. No, go ahead. Segue. Segue. Former Browns assistant. 
former Browns assistant, former Kent State head coach, Nick Saban. Um, Because I saw you had in your feed, you had Saban versus Kiffin. Toledo head coach. Oh, not Kent? No, he went to to Kent State, right? That's right. He he was a Toledo head coach. He did coach at Kent State at one point. Yes. This is Ohio. Right. Thank you. Okay. Right. Um, Anyway, <laughs> um, you had Saban versus everybody, Saban versus Kiffin and everybody else. What is, what's that about? I saw that in your feed. What's well, that about? Well, this is what it's all about. Look, we got, we got Alabama uh, taking on Ole Miss this weekend. And, you know, Ole Miss, that's Lane Kiffin doing his thing there. And Nick Saban versus his uh, assistant coaches, it's wild, man. Like, they took on uh, Texas A&M like last week. Like the opposite week. of I Belichick? Thought- is, is it like the opposite of uh, Belichick versus assistant? I mean, listen, his assistants in the college game have done pretty well. I mean, like they take on Texas A&M last week. That's Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher's twenty and old. Look at that record. Look at wait, his is record. It, is this, wait, this, wait, but this is this is at Alabama, or this, this is just at Alabama? Yes. Okay. Look at that record. Wow. Wow. Come on, man. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, I got you. So, if, so if you, you know, so yeah, so if you were a betting man, oh yeah, <laughs> especially especially against Lane Kiffin, you know, right? yeah, hey, they'll, they'll cover. Hey, they'll Mike, cover is what you're telling me. I just like the psychology of it because you know sometimes you take on your mentor and and you try to okay okay I'm gonna show him a little something I'm gonna show him something, but the psychology of Nick Saban clearly is. I know what you're doing. Even if he doesn't know what you're doing, you're looking at that record. I would advise the coaches not to look at that record. But you're, you're looking at that record and you're saying, man, he knows what I'm doing. That's a guy who really understands his staff. Now, I know it's Alabama and they recruit. They're always a, a top five recruiting class for Alabama is a disappointment. If they're number five or six in recruiting, that's a disappointment. Yeah. So I understand he's got one of the premier programs, if not the premier program in college football. But but Kirby Smart, I mean, you talk about taking on Georgia. That's a great program, too. And and, it's, it's and there are to, a couple of games. It's hard to go 20-0 in, it's hard to go 20 yeah. and 0 in any context. Just it takes some luck, just, you, as we know. Yeah. I mean, he's trying like against to Georgia. House. I mean, yeah, twice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you you would you would think that somebody would have broken through by now. Uh, so you say. So does Lane have a shot? What am I hearing from you here? You know, because it would be kind of uh, it would be I'm very twenty twenty to see to see Lane Kiffin be the person to end that streak with it'd, a it'd bonus, fitting, wouldn't it? With a bonus, my bets, your money, go with Saban. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Go with Saban. Okay. <laughs> this is All not right. the time to be going with some upsets. And that, that's not going down. I can't wait to see who breaks the streak. I wonder what I wonder if anybody will. How high will it go? They, they, I love they, they, they favor, They're favored by 21. They're favored by 21. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about right. <laughs> that's about right. All right. All right. I can't wait to see uh, how this goes, though. All right. Hey, let's take another break. Uh, cause I think we got company coming up. We got to uh, we got to talk oh, about this Greg Marshall story, dog. Let's talk about this this madness coming out of Wichita. Woo. Yeah. And he released a statement, right? Hey, man. A statement that said that didn't say statements? much of anything. I know. Statement well, that don't say anything, right? It said enough. Yes. Yeah. You said good. We are Goodman, right? No. 
Yeah, but I don't know. Was he ready? No, I didn't want to do him in that block after that. Yeah. I, I thought he was at 50. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I know we went a little over 17. Yeah, but like, let's break, come back, and then. Yeah, yeah I don't come want to do, transition in that block. Yeah. 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 Bam, bam, bam. There he is. Jeff Goodman, the, What's the up, more Bush? things change, the more things change, right? <laughs> How are you guys? Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Really good. How you doing, man? How's everything? I'm glad you guys are having fun with each other. That, that's good, man. I'm 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 really yeah, glad man. you guys are doing this. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate good to see you, you man. Thank you. You too. You too. Where Michael, where good are you stuff, living man. now? Where are you? Where are you? This Michael? Yeah, you. Yeah, sorry. I know I'm where still, he I'm is. Still, I, yeah. No, I'm still I'm still in Farmington. Oh, you are? You didn't move? Yeah, you I didn't get the hell out of Farmington. Like my, my plan my plan was to move to LA at first. Yeah. But then it made sense to stand up the company by coastal and just be, you know, be near New York, right? Yeah. Then the pandemic yep. hit. I'm like, well, I mean, I ain't going to LA now. Yeah. And then at yeah. the end of the day, man, this house paid for, you know? So shit. Smart move. <laughs> I, What's up, Gary? Smart I'll, move. I'll need a new mortgage. I'll need a new mortgage and expensive ass LA. This house paid for, you know. I'd be I'd be so. getting the hell out of these winners. I'm close. I'm a year know, and a half man. away. I'm good. When my daughter gets in college, I'm 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 getting the fuck out of here. I'm going warm. Where you moving? So. Where you moving to? I don't know. I, I would say Charleston, except I think there's too many Trump supporters down there, so I don't think I can do that. Mike, what did you think when you saw this story? Uh, I, I thought, you know what I thought? Investigated. I, you know what I thought, honestly? I thought, hey, who could, who could give us a little more information on this? I want somebody who's going to give it to me real. Somebody who's going to tell me everything that's going on with Greg March. That, really, that's what I thought. I'm, I'm not even joking. Yeah, yeah. We need who some, can we yeah, we need some insight. Go to the source. Hey, look who's here. Let's go to the source. Look who's here. Let's look. You know, Jeff Goodman. Jeff, I've been trying to digest all the detail in your very comprehensive uh, report for Stadium. I mean, it is, this is loaded. This is loaded. Punching a player, choking an assistant, uh, yeah. verbal abuse. I mean, racial uh, and ethnic, ethnic and racial slurs. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. So, you know, actually, Jeff... Before we get into your your incredible reporting here, when it comes to uh, Greg Marshall at Wichita State, and also uh, the statement that he released through his agent to you earlier, just as a as a longtime reporter uh, at all levels of basketball, I just want to know when you first started to hear about these allegations, having covered Greg Marshall, what was your reaction when you were like, "Wait, what? Who? How?" So I got to I got to turn back the clock a little bit, guys. So th they go to the final yeah. four. Years ago, they go to the Final Four, and I'm on Dan Patrick's show. And Dan Patrick asked me the question, why hasn't Greg Marshall gotten a bigger job? And I remember responding. I said, you want the truth? Yeah, I want the truth. Well, it's because Greg Marshall isn't that well-liked within the industry. Uh, what hmm. I didn't know was, and I didn't really care, Greg Marshall was on right behind me. They played that clip to intro Greg Marshall. And, uh, and he responded with, well, I could say the same thing about Jeff Goodman. 
I, I laughed. <laughs> who cares? I mean, true, mm. true, whatever. So we, we've had a hot and cold relationship, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is, no, I'm not that surprised with everything that I've okay. heard about Greg Marshall over the years in the industry and anybody who's plugged into college basketball. Yes, I was surprised that he punched a player, guys. Uh, Shaq Morris, who, man, I've been trying to get on the record for literally the last six months and got him on the record Wednesday night at about 11 o'clock and, uh, and wrote the story yesterday. And you know, you guys know you've done the investigative thing. It takes time, right? The lawyers, all that stuff takes a while and you're, you're, you're ready to go. You want the story out there. So the story hit at about midnight. The athletic actually beat me to it, but mine was uh, six months. 36 different former and current players, former and current coaches, uh, and 34 of those had nothing good to say about Greg Marshall, the, the human being. Two of mm. them, two of them defended him. Now, everybody agrees Greg Marshall's a hell of a basketball coach when it comes to X's and O's, but the overwhelming sentiment was Greg Marshall makes it personal. And again, mm. when you punch a player, and I got not only Shaq Morris on the record, but also another player, Ty Taylor, who is there on the record, five more players anonymously who are all scared because a lot of them are, they're kind of heroes in Wichita. You know, they, you guys know, I mean, like they want to go back to Wichita. They want to make money off camp. They want to be revered and they're scared because Greg Marshall's a guy that's got a lot of juice in Wichita. You know what, Jeff, we were talking about it before you came on. Uh, and I said to Michael, Said, hey, yeah, he released a statement, and Michael said that statement was a, a bunch of nothing. Yeah. What what did you get out of the statement? And really, what read between the lines? What is he saying from that statement? Well, the, the best was my my coaching style isn't for everyone. I love that yeah. one. Love that yeah. line. That's, right? I That's highlighted a highlighted that too, yeah. Line, isn't it? No yeah. kidding. Your coaching style shouldn't be for anyone. Anyone. Hmm. Go watch Brad Stevens. Go watch Tony Bennett. You don't have to treat people like this to be an effective basketball coach. Uh, you can be a good human being. And I think that's my biggest issue with, with, with Greg Marshall. Again, one of the incidents was a body shaming incident. I did not name the player because the player is dealing with, uh, honestly, uh, depression, anxiety, mental illness. I talked to his father, and he said his son literally has stayed for three years down in the basement of their house and can't deal with the repercussions, everything that happened from Wichita. He's been better over the last month or so since his dad kind of talked to him about it because now he feels like he's not the only one who, who dealt with all this Greg Marshall stuff. And, and, and that's the biggest thing, guys, is it just spans so many players. I started this story just looking into the fact that he had seven players transfer, which is a, a large number for a school like this, and they were good players, guys averaging double figures, so I started with that, and every kid I talked to, not only did I get one story from that person, then they told me another story about another. It was the easiest story ever to do because everybody was chomping at the bit to tell me stories. I almost had to get them off the phone. They just kept hmm. wanting to talk and tell more stories. Wow. You know, it, it, it reminds me, um, I don't know if you ever seen the movie uh, Steve Jobs, the Aaron Sorkin Steve Jobs movie with Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs, and uh, he's having his last uh, last argument with uh, Steve Wozniak, and he's like, "People want to know the difference between us." Is I, I say Steve's an a hole, and he was like, "That's the difference between me. That's the difference between us, brother." 
It's like it's not yeah. binary. You can be decent and right. and good at your job at the same time. Yep. So I just that reminded me of uh, true know, of what Completely you just said. True. But no, um, but what what I'm fascinated by the, the Jeff is like, you know, this isn't these, these aren't allegations and these aren't stories from you know yesteryear or days gone by when coaches you know this was maybe more common for coaches right. to be abusive. We've evolved quite a bit as a society and as a sporting society where this is this is unacceptable and it has been yeah. for quite some time. Kudos to you for uncovering this, but why did it stay in the shadows for so long when he literally punched a player? Uh, winning. Mm. Winning breeds power, and, and power breeds fear, right? And, and these players, from talking to him, even Shaq Morris, who, who obviously does not like Greg Marshall, um, just said it, it took him talking to the current players and understanding, talking to the current players on the team now, and, and that Greg Marshall hasn't changed. To, to figure out that, you know what, I'm finally going to do it. And again, it's hard. Greg Marshall's got a young kid. He played pro, but his pro career might be over. And for him, he makes money in Wichita. So there's that that challenge for him of, again, people love me here. If I do this, if I go against Greg Marshall, is Wichita, the community, the fan base, are they going to turn on me? And they may, guys. They, they really may. Like, listen, it's not like – Wichita put out a statement earlier today before Marshall put out his. And basically the statement was the investigation is still ongoing and Greg Marshall's still our co- still our coach right now. Like we're not making a wow. move. We're not I thought he'd be suspended for now yeah. until they they, well, they completed the investigation. They haven't and you don't know how many coaches have have hit me up today and said he's done. 100% he's done. And and I've texted him or called him and said, "Trust me." It's not 100%. Like, he could survive this, which is incredible. In this day and age, if you only have the Shaq Morris story, wouldn't right. that be enough unto itself, guys, to fire yes. Greg Morris? You saw all the, the information, all the reporting I did. There were, like, 10 other things. And honestly, I kept, like, 25 of them out. Things like crude things that he would say. You know, seven. he had three seven-footers. And he would always call him 21. I've got 21 feet. You guys are 21 feet of grade A. I'm not going to say the word. You know the word. Um, mm. He would say it over and over and over. Things of that nature. He had a player who was dating a stripper. And he would tell him, go get your stripper girlfriend off her pole and, and have her come here and get you. Like things like that. I didn't even include them. They, don't, they didn't make the cut. They didn't even come close to making the cut. That's how bad mm. uh, you know, this story was. Those coaches who have hit you up and you said it's not 100%, what percent is it that, that he survives? I mean, or, or that he goes. Say it that way. Percent chance that he goes. There's a lot of money in Wichita, guys. A lot of money, right? Uh, Koch brothers are there. Uh, Tom Devlin's there. He owned Renna Center. You've got – people don't understand how much money is in Wichita. The money's going to talk potentially, guys. And if those boosters say they want Greg Marshall still – they made Greg, Greg Marshall still like they, they, it's the world we live in right now. Right. I mean, let, listen, somebody told me that Greg Marshall's tight with Mike Pompeo. I'm expecting a tweet today from, you know, who knows? <laughs> Trump could tweet fake news. I That's don't know right. what you the know hell that. to expect these days. Right. That's right. That's right. It's it's that crazy. It's that crazy. Yeah. It, look, and you can't say, oh, that would never happen. Right. Uh, right. During these times. Yes, they would. Yes, it would. 
So, so Jeff, talk about it. And the reason, remember, I started off this conversation with just like, what was your reaction? Again, not knowing Greg Marshall's reputation within the industry, certainly not knowing your history with him or your knowledge. But the reason I I started the conversation by asking that question, and you've you've been at the forefront and in the center of of corruption investigations throughout college and amateur basketball, and then you see coaches who, you know, except Michael, Michael. Yeah. Except I was told to stand down while working at our former employer at ESPN when covering the FBI investigation. So I, I wanted to be at the mm. forefront, but I was told not to be. But yeah. that, that's for another well, day. That's for another day. Right. But but point being is like, you know, and thank you for sharing that. Um, <laughs> point being, um, you know, a, a coach who on the surface is, a, is an upstanding citizen and stands for the right things and has a, a standard, you know, and is, is squeaky clean only to find out that, you know, they're cheating just like everybody else. And the common refrain is, well, everybody's doing it. We they just haven't yeah. been caught yet. Yeah. But everybody's doing it on one level or the, or the other. Or maybe there's enough distance between the coach and the people doing the dirty work. But th- that's, that's just how it goes in this business. So I say that to say, and again, Greg Marshall's history notwithstanding, or his, his reputation notwithstanding. I just wonder how much of this is going on, but people like you just haven't uncovered it yet. Like, how many coaches so, are behaving this way, but we just don't yeah. know it at this point? All right, listen, I, I agree. There, there's definitely – I've been to Tom Izzo practices. I've been to Bill Self practices. Um, they're not G-rated. Let, let's face it. They're, they're, they're R-rated. I mean, they're going after guys. They're dropping profanities. They're getting up in guys' faces. The difference is, and again, from talking to all these players and hearing their yeah. stories, it's personal with Greg Marshall. Mm. Like, with Jim Calhoun, guys – Everybody, every player you talk to hated playing for Jim Calhoun when they were at UConn. And every player now you talk to, every former UConn player will say, I love Jim Calhoun. With Greg Marshall, it was the former players, the current players, the former assistants, even the current assistants, all saying, this is not a good guy. This is not a good guy. So uh, time doesn't heal old wounds. Listen, I just got off the phone, guys, with somebody uh, his name, he was a player who played for, uh, for for Marshall at Winthrop, Dan Tollins. I haven't even written this yet. I'm going to write it probably Monday. First, he was a walk-on at Winthrop, where Greg Marshall started his Division One career. And he said, some of the stuff going on, we didn't know any different for us, but it was basically the same stuff. He told me a story of how, like, he, he was his son. Uh, they, they invited everybody over the whole team for his son's, like, birthday party gave him a wiffle ball bat and a wiffle ball and said, hey, can you do me a favor, you know, entertain him and whatever. Don't break the wiffle ball. Um, Ten minutes later, they broke the wiffle ball. And he said, Greg Marshall came in and, quote, unquote, jacked up one of the guys against the wall for breaking the wiffle ball. So, again, it's not like this is new. Um, but but I guess what issues. I would say, Michael, what I would say yeah. is Self and Izzo have a relationship with their players that their sure. players know it's for their best interest. They can put their arm yep. around them and do put their arm around them after a game. And we saw it a couple of years ago with last year, I think, with Tom Izzo and Aaron Henry. Yeah, with Tom right? Izzo. Went off, yeah. You yeah. Know. And Aaron yeah. Henry after the game was like, I'm good with that. Like, I'm good with that. Right. And some guys right. go back at Izzo himself. Yeah, no, I appreciate I, that. And, and Michael, Michael, just to be clear, I do got another question. Like, I've been no way suggesting that that makes it okay. Thank you for highlighting the the levels that Greg Marshall has gone compared to just your everyday coaches. I just wonder if it's like, yo, 
you know, are, are we just not as evolved as we like to think we are when it comes to people understanding that there's just no place for that kind of abuse? Go ahead, Michael. No, I was going to say, somebody's going to take him down, too. I mean, like, I'm not talking about losing a job. It's, one of those yeah. players is going to come back Somebody at him. If he stays yeah. there, the wrong yeah. keeps that up because yeah. not getting any younger. Hey, hey, Greg, not getting any younger. <laughs> Watch it. Uh, let me ask you that. Switch your gears, though, real quick. Uh, there's a there's a clinching opportunity tonight in the NBA. Yeah. Do you think the Lakers uh, win the NBA title tonight? Uh, are we really even questioning this one? I mean, come on. Well, yeah, it's Mike, over. Michael Smith some, is some Michael of, Smith. Some of us question? picked the Heat. Some of us picked the Heat come to on. win. So you know, really, I did. I did. No, I should have talked to it's you first. Over. I did. It's over. This yeah. series was boring. It was boring. It, it, it might have been okay if Dragic and Bam had been healthy. I think it would have been like maybe it goes six. Um, but it, it's it, it's a boring series, unfortunately. I I, I kind of feel bad because I thought the playoffs were really fun uh, and interesting, and uh, I, I think this series has been uneventful for the most part. And uh, it's there's too an bad because feel to it. Yeah, there's an anticlimactic feel to it. Some of it, but the, yeah. the Jimmy Butler game was was to awesome. me the, the highlight of the series to this point. Awesome. All right, so awesome. one more before we let you go, because yeah. all right, so the NBA bubble was a success. Just. What is the college basketball season going to look like? I, I mean, I, I can't say I quite understand what the plan is, is here, but just what are your expectations as it relates to just the guidelines and, the, you know, the, the, if there's such a thing as, as a plan in 2020? Yeah, there, there, there's not yet. Teams are still trying to figure out their schedules because, remember, they, they changed the date. They went from November 10th to November 25th to start. Uh, so all these, uh, the games, all their schedules, non-conference, had to be kind of readjusted. Some teams will go on the road and travel. Other teams are playing their games at home. Uh, obviously, there's a bigger disparity, guys, in college hoops than college football because you've got a lot of these low-major schools that can't afford to test, especially three times a week. Um, in, in games, in college football, you got one game a week. College hoops, you know, you've got – you might have three games in a week. You might have these, these multi-team events where you're playing three games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. The referees, what, what are the referees doing, guys? traveling some of these guys work 15 straight days in like 10 different states how is that going to work I, I i use two words for it consistently i don't know if we can use profanities on, on your program Give uh, it a but shot. i will say blank blank show and it starts oh, yeah. with an s and, and that's what i've well, used over and over with this not to anybody's fault but but really to right. the ncaa's fault i, I don't want to be nice the ncaa no, mark Amherst should be fired we need to get somebody in who has a clue how to run that damn organization and have some organization and uh, get rid of Mark Emmert. Like that, that should be the hashtag, like fire Emmert, period. He sucks. Damn, I love Jeff Goodman. Jeff Goodman got takes. Yo, Jeff man, Goodman come is on it come today. Come on, come fall through anytime. But look, seriously. Anytime, Paul, man. Thank you. Thank you for you. Thank you for the insight. Thank you for the reporting because I was thinking nah, I you love you guys. a story about the. Uh, you know that. I love you, you too, bro. You know what I, you you know what I think of both you guys. And I love that you're doing for this sure, together. Man. And anytime you. you want me on this show, I'm in. Because no I, I mean this no, sincerely. We two people that I have so much respect for as, as human beings, uh, reporters, everything, knowledge, entertainment. I mean that 100%. I'm glad you're both Appreciate well. It. And uh, be safe. No, Appreciate thank you, Jeff. Man. Thanks for that. Thanks Love for that you too, man. The body, the body shaming story that you shared made me think of how substantial and how significant 
your work on this story is, man, because maybe yeah. you help bring about healing for that young man and other players yeah. who've uh, who've gone through a lot of trauma. So Let's thank hope. you, bro. Appreciate all you. Thank all you, Jeff. Work. Thanks for the Take love. Take care, guys. You got it. Have a good one. All right. You too. Man, what man. a story. That is and I, I'm deep. serious. When I said to him, great Marshall, go get it, man. <laughs> like, okay, you yeah. can hold on to the job. It's just, it's a different day. It's a different day. So yeah. some players just gonna, just Yeah, some players going to say, you know what? No, I'm not doing it anymore. And it may not even be for them. It might be for somebody else. Like, you know what? No, right. screw that. Right. right. No, and, and the fact that some player has not done that already is, is interesting. You know, I mean, look, my, my team sports experience didn't go beyond high school. And I had coaches that, that coached me hard and, and, you know, we got ran to we you know, around around the field. So we threw up and, and water, you know, Gatorade kicked over stuff that wouldn't fly now. But I just I never had an abusive coach. Yeah. I mean, and uh, so this I, is so, interesting. So I would never so I would never I would never pretend to have any insight into the mindset of a player who probably knows he or she is being abused but doesn't do anything about it in the moment or doesn't do anything coaches about it like this man later, you know yeah coaches so. like this mike they, people say well but stand up for yourself dude it's not that simple it's just not that simple you know what i mean there's yeah, power no, dynamic uh, at play yeah you're right and I, I think coaches like this number one you have to be you have to be a great teacher so if you're if you're a great teacher but you're also someone who gets in your face but there's something constructive coming out of it and it's not personal, as Goodman says, that will still fly in 2020. If you're teaching, if there's a means to an end that is not tearing somebody down. And there are lots of different teaching styles. I always believe this, that the best coaches are the best teachers. And if you're a yeller and you're going personal like that, maybe your, your teaching is not all that it should be. Maybe you're just not a good communicator. But a lot of times underneath these things, because we've, we've had examples of this before. Remember the guy at Iowa State, Larry Eustachy? He had like a drinking problem. Hmm. And so that we find out other issues that are going on and why are these coaches acting like this? I think at the very least, if Wichita State really wants to be an academic institution, an institution of learning and inclusiveness, they got to look into not only what the players are saying, but look into him. What, what's going on with him? And the other thing I'm looking for, Mike, he put it out there with the statement. So now who runs to his defense? What Wichita State players, past players, because current players, yeah. I mean, who knows? You're trying to hold them to your scholarship, whatever it is. I want to see who stands up for him and how they stand up for him. This is going to be interesting. Yep. Uh, all right, let's sneak in a break. And then on the other side, I want to uh, talk about America's biggest bully. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. Bigger dude, than Greg Marshall. Out of control. Dude, did, I, didn't I tell you it was going to get worse? I kept saying it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse before yeah. we get to November 3rd. He is, yeah. I mean, unhinged doesn't begin to, uh, to describe nope. it. That's right. He is the bu biggest bully, though. You got that right. Oh, the great thing about Brother from Another, we're everywhere. We're everywhere that you are, not just on PeacockTV.com, but... Check us out on Instagram at Holly and Smith. That's right. YouTube as well. YouTube.com slash NBC Sports. Brother from another. You can find us. Just look for us. We'll be there. So a loyal viewer and a friend of mine, he texted me. He's like, yo, man, when you called 
Donald Trump a, a mass murderer, he's like, I was I was nervous. I'm like, I don't think I've gone far enough on Donald Trump. I was like, what? Show me the lie. Um, I don't they were nervous. They were nervous. They're like, man, you can't say that. Is that what? Is that what it was? They were. They were afraid. I mean, they were afraid of the consequences and repercussions. I, yeah, exactly. I've called him a mass murderer. I've called him uh, a domestic terrorist. I've called him uh, a domestic threat, um, a menace to society. Well, From the is. New York Times. From the New York Times. Trump plans to hold a rally for hundreds on the White House lawn Saturday. Come on, man. Come on. Raising new concerns over possible virus spread. This dude needs to be arrested at this point. He needs to be arrested. Like, Nancy Pelosi and, and, and House Democrats, they're putting forth a bill inspired by the 25th Amendment, which she says is not directed at Trump. You know, you talked the other day about how, um, you know, the founding fathers, we know, they, they, and I, I think I said this, founding fathers, they, they were, their intention was for the president to be the best of us. Like, this doc, no, no, I said the best of us part. No, you were talking about how it's an outdated document, how they didn't account for a criminal. They didn't account for somebody. Or, or, or how they, the wasn't, how they wasn't thinking about us. <laughs> they weren't thinking, they weren't about, thinking about it. Right. But I was saying that, right. like, yeah, because they assume that the president would be the best of us, not the worst of us. That was the part sure. I, I chimed in with. Sure. Point being is like Nancy Pelosi, they're like, hey, we're going to introduce a bill that in the event of, of a president's you know, inability to physically perform his job, uh, there could be a transition of power, whether it's the vice president, whatever, whatever, you know, point. But like, he's he was unfit for office. Long ago, should have been removed. He's been impeached, should have been, been removed impeached. from power. Right. But now, like, how much, I don't know how much, I'm scared of how much damage he can do between now and January. People think November 3rd. No, it's January. We right. have to deal with this he's dude around. till January. Yeah. He's hanging around. And, and, he, and you know, he is still yeah. not cleared physically for his own benefit, let alone how contagious he may be. And an event, not just, not just rallies that they're holding, on the White House lawn? Mike, oh my there are so God. many Mike, there's so many layers. There's so many layers to this. There's the layer of having a rally, just having hundreds of people gathered together. We all know how problematic that is. There's he just the had layer a super of, spreader event. There, they just had a, a super layer, spreader event. Right. There's a layer of his condition. We know about that. Now, there is the that. layer, there's the layer of what he continues to say about COVID-19, which is totally wrong and totally We found a cure. What do you, we told Rush Limbaugh today. Rush Limbaugh today. We, we, we have a cure. Come on. I'm, I'm, immu I'm immune. This yeah, is, yeah, this, yeah, dude. Yeah. Now, this is, I get it. I don't, I don't think I'm infected at all. As he coughs. A couple of times. Michael. So, I mean, Michael, there's so many remember, things Remember when on. he said at the yeah. very beginning, remember he said at the very beginning of his campaign, I think it was campaign, he said, I can shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and I wouldn't lose any yeah. voters. Yes. Yes, he did. I didn't know that he was actually going to, for all intents and purposes, try it. Basically commit homicide. Like, for all intents and purposes, as he continues to spread misinformation, remember, the largest driver of misinformation about this disease is the person with the biggest megaphone and the biggest podium in the country, the president. Right. I didn't know that for all intents and purposes, he was going to do that, either from driving misinformation or personally infecting people. Like, whether it's his rallies, whether it's his lies, or whether it's him physically, he is personally putting people's lives at risk and getting away with it. 
Yeah, we, we talked about that. Okay, so that there's that layer there. And that's just for this event. And, and Mike, I, I just want to ask you, I understand. Okay, I, look, I understand the nature of Fox News. I, I get it. I get it. I, you know, I understand what they're trying to do. And it, it's, not, uh, it's not novel. Uh, they've been doing it for a long time. They've been doing it for what they're trying to do. They do it very effectively for what they want and who they want to speak to. So I'm not saying that if, if I'm in their position, I turn down a phone call from the president of the United States. That is supposed to be a good get. That's supposed to be it. But do you have any responsibility, Mike? Do you think they have some responsibility either to check him in real time when he's throwing all kinds of craziness out there or at the very least, if it's not going to be the host, if it's not going to be Hannity, somebody, okay, no, I'm asking, not even, not even journalistically, just say, you got this, you got this guy on who happens to be the president of the United States. And he's saying all sorts of craziness that you know is crazy. You know it. Yeah. If you're not going to say it, don't you think, do they have a responsibility? Anybody on the network have a responsibility to say, okay, that was weird. Even if you want to dance a little bit, if you want to dance and you don't want to hurt his feelings or you want to keep the pipeline open. Again. You're doing it again. Okay, I know. You're all right, so your again. answer is no. Your answer is no. You do, you uh, do this you don't all think. the time. I know. You do this all the time. I know. You know, you know, know the root of disappointment? You know the root of disappointment is expectations. And you expect these people to be I'm not aged. sure I have expectations. Like, I'm asking like, a question. I'm asking a question. Do you think if the question is rooted? The question is rooted in the, your own principles. Like okay. when you're asking, do they okay. have a responsibility? Yeah, normal, rational thinking, you know, people have a responsibility. That's not what, do you think what they, they think? are. And, okay. and I don't want to okay, hear no. It. I don't want to hear about no. Oh, that's just everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's oh no, no, right. This, this is different. This is just different. because this it's is, not your beliefs. This is national. This is national security. That's not what you're saying. No, this I know. I know you're not. National security. But I'm just saying. Yeah, it's this national, is national security. Is national That's security. why I said he doesn't. He doesn't need to have another debate. This is this is a matter of national security. This is a matter of national security, or when it or, or, or state security, when it comes to what is this? The Watchmen Wolverine. Yeah. The, the Boogaloo movement. Yeah. Trying to kidnap the Kidnapping. governor of Michigan. And then when she accurately points to the fact that Trump is inciting this kind of behavior, he's like, you should be, should be thanking me because my Justice Department opened up his state. Oh, yeah, my Justice Department, Christopher Wray, who he went on and criticized in an interview on Fox, talked about he's disappointed with Christopher Wray. He's disappointed Potentially, watch it, Bill Barr. You got everything you need. You got everything you need, oh, Bill right, Barr. Right, disappointed, right, Bill right. Barr. The largest, the largest crime in American history. I, I, I'll be dis- I won't forget it. He is all Pompeo. over the place right now. He's he all Pompeo. over the place right now. And you mentioned Fox News. Aren't they doing a live medical exam on TV with him, with him tonight? Hannity asked. So I don't want. I don't want to hear about this. Is a matter of another perspective or. You know, yeah, I've been no, talking no. to people the last couple days about, is, about balance. This ain't about balance. That's what we talked about yesterday. Is, I don't want to hear about balance. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about it. No. Because that's sometimes that's just hiding. You're talking about balance. You're talking about hiding. At some point, especially for, for journalists, at some point, you got to stop saying, well, 
Let's see the other side. You've got to you've got to be an advocate. You've got to step up and say, no, this is I am not going to say this is normal. You can't pretend like this is normal. But Sean Hannity asked the president three times when his last negative test is. Now, Hannity, think about this, Mike. They think of Steve's, man. Those are those are two yeah. New Yorkers. Uh, they see the world the same way. You know, they're buddies. And Hannity's asking him three Trump, times. Trump takes his cues from him. Yeah. Yeah. Three times. What's your last negative test? Never got an answer. So if he wouldn't even answer that question from Hannity, I, right. does anybody really know? And if people do know, okay, take Fox News out of it. Their news judgment. They're doing something different. We're not doing journalism. We're doing opinion. It's not our responsibility. Okay. You want to excuse yourself from being responsible? Excuse yourself. But the doctors in the, uh, the, doctors in the bag too? It, Who are you representing? It was, it, no, but it was one. Why won't thing the doctors he, tell he, us? It was one thing when he used the White House for the RNC. It was one thing when he used the Truman balcony for his return from Walter Reed when he wanted to play dictator and and monarch and king. It was one thing when he had a super spreader event for his Supreme Court nominees announcement. Yeah. At that point, at that point, we didn't people didn't know how much COVID was incubating within the White House. How can he, somebody has to stop him? I, he can't have a White House what? lawn rally. There you go again. In this condition. There Who's I go again. Yeah. Who's going to do it? Who, who's going who's to stop him? As, no, you said a, it, man. The whole Constitution might need to be revisited to because to, if, if, if somehow somebody like him ever rises to power again, we got to have preventative, preventative measures in place. He is the virus. There are three viruses. There's COVID, there's racism, and there's him. He's a virus. Yeah, man, some of the stuff, and, you know, and, and just the, uh, and I, I, I do appreciate right now, I'll say the last thing I'm saying to Mike, yeah. I do appreciate right now that in, in the polls that he's losing, he's losing women. Now, I yeah. appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. it now. I really do. But I'm wondering, oh, my goodness, like, we didn't see this before? We, haven't we seen this? Like, what, why were you ever with him? Why were you ever with him? He calls, in that tweet that, that we just showed there, Governor Whitmer, that, that is, that's nice for him. That's progress. He usually calls him that woman, that lady. Right. Or, or, like, so, or a so monster. dismissive. So sexist, Kamala, yeah. calling Kamala Harris a monster, calling her yeah. vile. I mean, just his his open contempt and disgust and sexism and, and yeah. racism, obviously, is over the top. I'm glad some people are seeing, enough people are seeing it. But I do, yeah. I, I do, uh, I do wonder, Mike, I do wonder. All right. We got, we, we run it out of time. Why more people don't, why more people don't right. see it. We, I hear you. We're sorry to cut you off. We're running out of time. Let's let's, let's quickly go from Bizarro World to the multi. Let's talk about something fun. Yes, uh, great news. Doctor Strange teaming up with Tom Holland and Spider Man uh, for Spider Man Three. Um, just got us to talking. You want to talk about an underrated Marvel Cinematic Universe film? Doctor Strange. I own it. I randomly watch it. Incredible, incredible performance. First of all, Benedict Cumberbatch, one of my favorite actors. Like, he doesn't yes. do anything bad. By the no. way, quick, quick, uh, hey, go watch The Current War. Another, uh, 
Cumberbach and Holland were in the current war together, which is about uh, Thomas Edison, light bulb and electricity. Go watch that movie. That's an excellent movie too. But um, yeah, Doctor Strange. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it top five Marvel movie, but just doesn't get enough love. And I'm looking forward to the sequel. I think, what is it, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse or something like that? They'll, yeah. they'll talk about another Iron Man. Could be Tom Cruise, another Iron Man, all kind of stuff about that. But great movie. Watch it tonight the, for the only thing night, I'm conf- the movie night. The only thing I'm confused by, Mike Smith, is that you're saying it's underrated. The movie is fantastic. Who would be underrating this underrated movie? Underrated by you said, Yeah, that's a good point. You that's said point. you wouldn't put it in the top five? You would? You wouldn't put it in the top five? I would put it in the top five. Uh, we okay. watched it probably uh, about a month and a half ago on the Holly uh, movie nights on, on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. So it was one of our, it's still one of our favorites. So Mr. Dr. Strange. Now that, now that you bring it up, we may even run that back. We may run it back tonight. We're, we're debating one more Marvel movie because we've been through them all. It's been a long pandemic. Um, one more <laughs> Marvel movie or The Last Jedi. Because my boys are Star Wars like detail, like they got the details. They've read books. They got backstories. They've read the movies. They've seen the movies that aren't the blockbuster hits. The ones that were, you know, just pretty basic, you know, paint by numbers kind of yeah. <laughs> s- yeah. settings. And they've seen it all. So but, they've given me everything on Star Wars. So they 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 are a big time Star Wars. Doctor, kids. Doctor Strange, though, his role I, left something to be desired in Endgame. Like, first of all, like, you know, the the moment, oh, hey, Cap, do you read me? On your left. When he starts doing the sparkly thing that he does, is you know, yeah. like, but when Doctor Strange came through from Titan and was like, and did his little thing, I'm like, oh, man. It, it, still, I get chills. Avengers Assemble, that moment where they all start appearing from whether it is New Asgard or Wakanda or Titan, and, and I mean, and Spider-Man jumps out. I mean, do you remember, do you remember when the theater the reaction to that moment. Do you remember that? Like, I mean, I I yelled and I still yell. I watch it probably once a week just for inspiration. For once a, a that week. Everyone? Which, you wanted more? You, that, I mean, that was such a moment. But I hey, wish so Dr. Strange would have done week? more in Endgame. Are you he exaggerating? He didn't in Endgame. Hold on. I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm probably, I'm probably underselling it. I mean, just when he's like, hey, hey, you told me one, in, one out of 14 million, right? Tell me this is it. If I tell you what will happen. Who's got time to watch a movie, the same movie once a week? Who's got time for that? No, just that part. No, just just okay, the that end of end game. All right. End game. Hey, join the weekend. We'll see y'all on Monday. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.